Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. And you do know that. Yes, facts. Sir. Facts. <laughs> yes, sir. So, yes. In that order, nephew. How you Ple- doing, brother? Man, it's good. Pleasure's all mine, man. Glad. I'm glad to be here, man. I'm glad that, that you that you asked me to come on. And I'm glad that I accepted the invitation. And you oh, do yeah. know that. Yes, 100%. Sir. 100%. So I want to first welcome you to the Nameless Times podcast. You know, we have today, Max Sean 100. You feel me? Um, and I wanted to start off, uh, Max Sean, by asking you, you know, for those who may not know, who is Max Sean 100? Max Sean 100 is an is a, is a artist, entertainer. Uh, from the Bay Area, West Coast, California, Vallejo, California. My neighborhood is Millerville, California. I'm originally the forefather of the Sick With It Records, of the Click family and the Sick With It Records, E-40, Be Legit, D-Shot, Sugar T, Young Muggsy, Max Shine 100, Selly Cell, Cavio, The Funk Mob, Lil Bruce, Levitty. <laughs> And the mm-hmm. Mossy. Right. Oh, man. Man. You do know man. that. <laughs> yes, so sir. For, for those, you know what I'm saying, who ain't from the Bay, how is, from your perspective, Vallejo different from the other cities in the Bay Area? Well, Vallejo, Vallejo is a city that's in the North Bay. So, mm-hmm. you know, the Bay Area is the East Bay. You got the West Bay, the North Bay, and the South Bay. Right? But mm-hmm. the biggest part of the gumbo pot of the Bay Area always been like the East Bay. And that's mm-hmm. in between Oakland, Richmond, and San Francisco. The city is the West Bay. But the middle always been like the melting pot. Vallejo always been like the itty bitty town on the outside, on the mm-hmm. outskirts. Right. A town that breed giants, though. A real small town, but we breed giants. Okay? And you do know that. Right. And so, oh, yeah. uh, and so, uh, you know, it all started in the V-Town with us from the sick with family. You know, the first time I was uh, literally on wax on a record was Max Shiny 40 and Be Legit, a record called Let's Side. It was on the Click album, uh, a, a maxi single called Let's Side with a gold Zenith and Vogue tire wheel on the front cover. And the Let's Side track was E-40 and Be Legit with Max Shine and Young Muggsy on the hook, on the chorus. That was my first time ever breaking wax. Man, how was that process? How did that, how was that process? Like, you know, at, that the, at, that, at the early time, we were recording <laughs> early, and we used to get up in the morning and go to Richmond and record at, uh, at uh, man, we, we, at Bobby Ford studio. Bobby Ford and, uh, and K. Lou. Up there in El Cerrito. And that was a back room type of music back then, man. You know, that was all new to us. But we were hungry and we were eager. You know, we go up in there, man. It'd take us three or four hours to do one motherfucking record. You did? Man, man. Right. Just putting that work in, for sure. Early, early in the game. You know, getting our feet wet, man. Getting some, some solid foundation under our feet. You know what I mean? And just being hungry for it. And you do know that. Oh, yeah. Yes, factual. How did the funk mob come to be? The funk mob came to be because our family is such a big tight net group, right? First of mm-hmm. all, you had the main, the main, the main forefront people of the clique 
was he 40 D shot young Muzzy and Sugar T. And then you had the the background boys, which is Max Shine, Muggsy, Cavio, Lil Bruce, Sally Seal, the Mossy, and the Funk Ma. And so the Funk Ma was a group that spurred off of Lil Bruce. Okay, our cousin Lil Bruce, he came out with a single. And at the time, uh, Max Shine, Lil Bruce, Young uh, Gino, Lil Illy, K1 and Levitti, we all from Millerville. That's our side of the town. And so uh, mm -hmm. Lil Bruce let us share on his album. And Lil Bruce actually was the forefront of the funk mob. He, he created the group for his album. And so we put that together. And and me being Max Shino, Max Shine was a solo artist before the group the Funk Mob. I had okay. already did Max Shine appearances on a few different albums. Okay. Oh yeah. But when mm -hmm. we created that group, that's how the Funk Mob was created. And and then mm -hmm. that's how you have that rise. And you do man, I, man, how was the reaction in Vallejo like amongst your peers, people in the street when you started making a name for yourself. Like, how was the energy in the city? Well, man, you know what? Vallejo, uh, they really embraced us, and they walked through the whole thing with us. You know, we had a lot of support from Vallejo. You know what I mean? And uh, and, and, and and so it was it was a lot of love. It was great. It was the, 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 the reception was well-received, okay? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Reception was real well-received. And so... Uh, you know, they always had supported what we did. But one thing about the people from Vallejo, see, when Vallejo folks would go out to other cities like Oakland and San Francisco and mm -hmm. L.A., and then when they hear about them talking about us, okay, when you talk mm -hmm. about Vallejo, they talking about E-40, Be Legit, Max Shine, and D-Shot, and the Mossy and the Funk Mob, okay? Shelly mm -hmm. Cell, right. And so the people that was from our town, come back and be like, well, we know them boys. Them are friends. We grew up with them. And so then Vallejo kind of knew that it was for real then. Some real some real independent celebrity stars was in the making. Man, I love that. I love and you, that. And you do know that. Bro, How I wanted to ask you, Unc, um, you, you know, you're on the hook on Sideways, right? Right. 40. right. How does it feel like that song is played damn near every single day on the radio, how does that feel just to know that your voice is always heard? Like, all Well, you know what? Like that was my first platinum record. My first platinum record come from E-40's album in a major <laughs> way. Uh, the song Left Side is E-40 and Be Legit and Max Shine. Okay? Mm -hmm. That song went platinum. I have the platinum plaque sitting on my wall in the house. <laughs> Man. And you, and you do know that. Yes, Man. sir. Sir, yes. <laughs> What's your rap, what's your perspective on the rap scene in the Bay Area today? Well, right now, the, 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 my perspective on the rap scene in the Bay Area. Well, first of all, the Bay Area has always been the mecca of the game. Okay, mm -hmm. the Bay Area is more different than any other place. We never see when you go to LA. LA always had Capitol Records, Warner <laughs> Brothers, Interscope. All the big companies was always down in L.A. priority. So the Bay, we always had to do an independent thing. But our mm -hmm. independent game was strong. We were messing with independent distributors. 
okay? And nowadays in the game, it's still kind of the same. Even though the, the, the major labels have came to the Bay Area and they, to the Bay Area, and they have signed a numerous of lot of artists from back in my time until now, okay? Now, the thing that's different about the game now that was different with us, all the little rappers, they all sound the same. So I don't mm -hmm. know if you're from the Bay Area or you're from Atlanta. I don't right. know if you're from the Bay Area or you're from North Carolina. I don't know if you're from the Bay or you're from Chicago. You did? Okay. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes the game so fucked up and so weak now. All the youngsters is using that, that uh, the uh, what they call that, the 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 the, the screen, the the, vo the voice box on their on their voice. Right, auto tune, auto tune, right. the auto tune shit. Right, when we was coming up, only motherfucker used that was Roger and Zap, and you know not to fuck with that. Leave that right, alone. Right, out of respect, out of you respect. got to respect that. That's special, man. When you hear that, that ain't nobody but Zap and Roger. So the game is goofy right now, and so mm -hmm. one thing I do like about the game, the new wave, they got a bigger platform now. You know. Motherfucker put his own shit up and let the world hear. You can put a mm -hmm. own record up, iTunes, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, YouTube, all, all the social media outlets. Overnight, you can be heard. So that's the good thing about the game. Yeah, definitely. Overnight, definitely. you can be heard. And the game is watered down. The game I come from, you know, you really have to come from the streets to be rapping. These new motherfuckers ain't even from the streets. <laughs> they've been watching, man. Listen, they've been they've been watching everything on the cell phone and watching everything off the computer, and then talking about it. No real life experience in this game, and that shit is fake as fuck. Okay. Ooh. Now, real rappers, <laughs> when we listen to other rappers, nigga, if you don't sound convincing. I don't give a fuck. We don't want to hear it. Okay? Right. right. I got to believe you. I can tell if you're really from the streets or not by some of the shit you say. Okay? And if it don't mm -hmm. sound correct, it don't feel right in the vibration. It ain't us. It's the spirit. Okay? It's the vibration that's going to say, ooh, this nigga got some pain. When he rap, you can hear the pain in his music. Or oh, this nigga right here is a fugazi. This nigga's a lame. We're not listening to this <laughs> bullshit. Right. So you can, tell, wanted... <laughs> you can tell the difference. Right. Right, right. Like, you know, it's so crazy. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm only 28, but yeah. I feel just I noticed the difference even between the 90s to now. Like, how is from your, you know, you were older at the time, but, you know, what? do you feel like the energy was in the 90s and music and the streets oh, compared my to now? God. Oh my God, back then there wasn't no computer or no phone, so everything was all gutter gutter. Even the square motherfuckers was in the street, okay? <laughs> Even if a motherfucker that was rapping, and you could say, well, them niggas ain't that embedded in their hood. You still could hear some streets in them square dudes, okay? Right. The MC rapper boys, you still could hear that pain in them. Nowadays, the shit ain't about nothing. All these rappers are talking about carrying a stick, a gun. Because from watching too many motherfucking movies. Right. <laughs> when you listen to the rap, you can say, man, this nigga really not carrying no gun. Okay? It's too much of a movie rap. Right. 
it's too much of a movie rap. And the youngsters be taking pictures with guns on social media and, and all that shit. All that fake <laughs> shit. Right. <laughs> Every real street dude I ever knew did not want to take pictures, did not want to be on no no no, we not having flash no guns on no fucking computer and all that. For what? Who is showing it to? Right. And what are we showing it for? <laughs> right. Man, that's so solid, bro. All uh, the rappers are talking about, I got a stick. I'm carrying the stick. The stick is this. The stick is that. Shut the fuck up, nigga. Not carrying a <laughs> stick, bitch ass, nigga. <laughs> facts, facts. Hey, uh, how did you uh, How did you link with Snoop? How did that relationship come? Well, Snoop Dogg Dash and the Dog Pound, E40, Max Sean, Be Legit, D Shot, the Click family. We've been in the bed together for about 30 years. We first... Okay. We first met them at Jack the Rapper, Atlanta, the Freak Nick, down there with Too Short in 1993. We was at the Hilton Hotel on Peach Street. Max Shine, E40, and B- Max Shine, D Shine, Be Legit, and Lil Bruce, and the phone mob was walking in the elevator. When we walked in the elevator, it was Dash, Nate Dogg, uh, Big C Style, Warren G., and a little six style. And from then on, there's been family. Man, okay. Okay, so y'all been linked with each other. We've been linked to each other. You know, them niggas knowing who we was from that rap game. And then we knew about them niggas because they had just got in the game. Right, right, because y'all was first. You better know it. You do know that. Facts. And that facts. facts. What, uh, what projects do you have working that you're working on right now? Man, I got so many songs, right? Mm-hmm. I just been dropping singles lately. I'm gonna do two more singles, then I'm gonna drop the whole album. Okay, I got another single. You know, I just dropped this. Yeah, the So Fly, So Wet, Max Shine, and and, and Snoop Dogg, right? Mm-hmm. With a bunch of special guest appearance by five star celebrities. Okay, and uh, the next song I got is called Yes Sir, Sir Yes. That's so. That's a solo single all by myself. And then the next one I got is called uh, I Am The One and Not The Two. Max Shine and JoJo and KC. JoJo. Oh, man. Okay. And Black Rose. Black Rose is Drill LaVert's nephew from uh, from uh, from Drill LaVert's group. Uh, what is that group called? Uh, who is Drill LaVert's group? Black Rose is that group now. Hmm. Um, I can't remember. Hmm. But that's just crazy, Jojo. I mean, that's real musical, man. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, me and Jojo got a motherfucking hit. That's a, that's crazy. So that's gonna be the next one, and then I'm gonna drop the whole album. Of course, I got a, of course, I got a couple of movie deals on the table right now. You know, I was in. Okay. I had a big, I had a big, a big part in uh in my cousin D shot movie called uh uh Don't Get Caught. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't Get Caught. That was I had a big uh, a big a big part in there, me and Snoop. Okay. And then another movie came out called Sixteen Bars. That's why I've been doing some cool little guest appearances and staying focused and all of that, man. I got the marijuana line finna come out. The MS one hundred, all Ooh. all Kush. Okay. Yeah, high grade Kush, the MS one hundred. And I'm finna do a CBD line tied in with the Oracle group. You did, okay, okay. and you do know that. Right. Factual, factual. Order. 
Factual, factual. <laughs> What's your favorite mob movie and why? My favorite mob movie is The Godfather in Harlem. Bumpy okay. motherfucking Johnson. Okay? <laughs> motherfucking okay. right. Okay? Uh, the real life story of Bumpy Johnson is a fact story. The only nigga that gave them Italians hell. Killed them, right, huh? Yeah, right. a real life story. The Italians didn't want to do nothing with Bumpy Johnson. Okay? He ran the show. Real OG gangster. Black nigga, if you don't know. Now you know. Okay? Right. In that order, man. Cold. Yeah. What was your views on Tupac? And do you feel like did you ever get a chance to meet Pac first? Yes, Pac. I got a picture of Pac in here on my wall with me and him, Yuck Mouth, the Funk Mob, and Joe Claire. Okay? Man. That we did. Th- we shot that at E40 and Two Short Video. Rapper's Ball, 1994, yep. 1995, way back then. Man, classic. How, how was his energy? And do you feel like if he wouldn't have died then, do you feel like the industry would have been different? Or the music game would have been different. Uh, yeah, it'd have been different because uh, the end the, the the way the energy of the game was going when it was his time, it was real big on the West Coast end. Right, you know, Pac was a special kind of a dude, man. You know, Pac, uh, Pac was uh, Pac had street smarts and he was a political warrior, man. You got to understand his household was the Black Panthers. Okay, mm-hmm. so right off the back, it's a political movement going on in the house. You know, fuck the police, and this is how we rocking and rolling. Okay, each one teach one, loved one. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. real political on political life issues, shit that we really don't even understand. Niggas like us, we learn the street shit first. Okay, then mm-hmm. political shit. He- A political industry. Hello? Yo, Ankh, you there? Hey, hey, nephew. Can you hear yo, me? Yo, yo, Yeah, sorry about that, y'all. I apologize, y'all. That was a important yep. call that came in. And so I'm back with you now. Let's resume program. Okay. It's all good. We back at it. And you, you know do know that. It's going to get I wanted to ask you, um, so we was talking about Pac, and you said that, you know, a lot of dudes get introduced to the street first, then police. Yeah, and you Pac, felt that he was introduced to politics. Man, first Pac was street. political first. I mean, you know, Pac was Pac wasn't no no D boy in the game like we was. No nigga hustling, selling drugs, and getting money. That wasn't Pac. Yeah, Pac was a rapper, and Pac was a motherfucking okay. Black Panther. Okay, rock. And Pac was a good yeah. dude, man. Facts. When I first met Pac, when I definitely, when he first definitely. came, hung out with uh, him. That nigga came to. E40 video shoot, practice looking hard. We shot that in North Oakland. 
around Bushrod area. My auntie Shirley, mm. 40 mama used to live in that area around that time and sugar tea. And so we was fucking around in North Oakland heavy around that time. So we shot it in that area. And uh, man, that nigga smoked about 10 Swiss of sweets with us. Me and B legit. Me and B legit woke up the next morning <laughs> and said, man, what the fuck was that? That nigga was born with us. Let's go to the store and get them now. Nigga, that's what Nigga, we turned out on Swiss and oh, on once. And nigga Pac got us on a good one, boy. Oh man. Oh yeah, because yeah, it wasn't yeah, like that, people that kept still buying them paper. bitches oh. up. <laughs> That's crazy. What's your perspective on the burn this right motherfucker now, down? Let me tell you about that white devil dog. You got two white folks we're dealing with. You yeah. got that white motherfucker that love everybody, that's good people, and then you got the white devil mm-hmm. that don't like his own, right? And so when you're on your knees begging mm-hmm. for Jesus Christ and knocking on the door, asking that hunky dog for help, and please, let's work it out. Let's do it the right way. They don't understand that, and they don't give a fuck about that. But when you go upside that hunky's head and shoot him in his head, and burn everything down, then that mm-hmm. hunky want to wave the white flag and come to the table and let's iron it out and let's make things happen. Yeah, this is how it is. It's not our fault. Look it. We've been begging to Jesus and being nice for 400 years and nothing got done. When you do it like mm-hmm. this, oh, time out. What they want? Well, let's get it done then, bitch. Motherfucking right. They don't understand the nice guy. Man, listen. Look what that hunky then did. That white man, that white devil, since he came out the caves, that motherfucker then went to every part of the world and burnt it down and killed it and did everything. Right, look what you right. look who you're dealing with. We that motherfucker, mother and father. The African people, everybody come from us. We everybody, mother and father. We must be restored back to our proper place in life. Okay? Everything must mm-hmm. be restored to order. That devil don't understand nothing but murder and terror. See, they don't like this. But they the part you shouldn't have liked was the police killing that man. An unarmed man mm-hmm. that was on the ground handcuffed, and you still had to kill him. Right. Man, that man said, I can't breathe. Please, mama, help. Okay? An unarmed man, handcuffed. And that was the devil that was on him. The boy that was on him, he's part of that one group of white folks. Okay? That's here Mm -hmm. to knock us down and that's here to kill us. That don't give a fuck about your Jesus or nothing else. Right. right. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Uh, the African crazy. spirit is well and alive. Our ancestors mm-hmm. is standing around us telling us, keep pushing, keep rolling, keep pushing. Because anything else, they're not going to do nothing for you. They don't care. Until you start hurting theirs. When you start hurting theirs, 
they come they come together and do it the right way then. Right. Yeah. You start fucking with their money. You start killing them and fucking with their money. That's the only thing. They only thing that white devil understand is death and tragic. And that's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Yeah. Yeah, man. Man, um, where's the your favorite place that you've traveled man, so far? I've been all over the world, but my favorite place that I like to be that got the good people, Minnesota is a state that got got the Minnesota got good hmm. people. Minnesota remind us as a Berkeley and a San Francisco mixed together. Okay? Good people in Minnesota okay. for real. Okay, I guess that's why this happened. Because everywhere got its different kind of neck. Now, me being a visitor and me being a small celebrity, mm-hmm. I've been had good times in Minnesota. Yeah, but really, okay. really, my favorite I time is being in the South. I like being in Louisiana in the woods, off the dirt roads, being in that country, yeah. man, in that woods, in the woods on the farmland. I like being back there on that land that my ancestors walked. Where I go back home is where my great-grandmother and my great-grandfather, where they lived at. They walked all around that place. You know, a lot of my people, well, the land that I go to, a lot of my ancestors come from back there. They grave shit, they grave yikes, they grave sites are still back there. And so when I'm back off them woods, ain't no white folks around back there. A nigga can play music and shoot many as guns you want to. On your own land and on your own land. <laughs> and so I really enjoy that back there, man. Being in them woods. Being back there with being back there with man. nature. L- listen to that motherfucking rooster crow every morning, six in the morning. He know when his God raised up. Once God raised every morning, that son can't nothing nobody do. That motherfucking rooster, he got the crow. He gonna do it. You got to be in the country. You got to be in the country Facts. to understand that, though. Man, I love that. I love that. I'm at this motherfucking right. down there one day. Man, get back uh, there where your folks at. Where your people so. at? Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, Georgia, where? Uh, yeah, yeah Louisiana. Man, you got to yep, get Louisiana. back there and get that experience. Yep. You want it? Trust me. It'll take you somewhere in life. Man, I go back man, home I'm every year, right? Every year, my family, we're on our number mm-hmm. 70th reunion. Okay, number 71. We've been doing family reunions for wow. 71 years. Wow. But every year I go back home, it's just good for my mindset. Me living in California, mm-hmm. traveling, everything moving fast. When you get back home in them woods, it humbles you. It, so, it slows you down. It gets your mind geared. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. 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 Motherfucking right. In, in that order. <laughs> uh, last question. What would what would be your message, you know what I'm saying, to the youngins right now, you know what I'm saying, trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives or get into music or whatever. What advice would you give them so Let me tell the youngsters, whatever you're gonna do, make sure you got some good old G's around you. If your daddy ain't around you. Man, get close to one of your uncles or your grandfather or some older men around you, man. Wrap wrap yourself, each one, teach one. Wrap yourself around some good knowledge and pay attention, man. Stay focused on the prize. 
you got to be schooled. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm the reason how I am because of my OGs. It took a village to raise Max John 100. You know, my daddy wasn't in my life, but my grandfather was, and my uncles, and some of the mm-hmm. older men that that you know that I, that I played baseball, football. I was in little league and all that, and so and I cherish that and honor that so much when I look back on my life. Okay. And so, yeah, man, man. you youngsters, get around some good old G's that's going to put it on you, and that's going to give you that game that's going to last you for a lifetime, and you're going you're gonna to go know what to do and what not to do, okay? You got to learn from somebody. Man, man. And we all learn from our elders, from our old G's. So don't think you can do it by yourself, nigga. You're going to see some shit on TV or the phone, and you want to try it, swear, <laughs> nigga. It don't work like that. Get out there and get live and direct and get up under some real schooling, and your youngsters will be all right. And you do. Man, you, I love that. I love that, that for yes, real. Man, Max Sean 100, I want to say thank you, brother. That, no, I, appreciate I appreciate you, you. man. Shouts out to the Oracle group, man, for having Max Sean 100, and you do know that. Factual. Okay, brother. Well, we're going to definitely lock in and uh, we're going to, you know what I'm saying, do some big things. I look forward to seeing Yes, sir. One love, nephew. I appreciate y'all. Shouts out to everybody. 100. Okay, brother. All right.